You're listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 245. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who actually got warmer than I did and so is wearing less clothing than I am, John Brownstone? Yeah. Wow. Same. Are you having your first hot flash? No. Damn. Okay. I was snugg- highly recommend them if you're cold. <laughs> I was snuggling the dog and she warmed me up right away. She throws off a lot, even more heat than I do. And so now I'm wearing layers and you're not. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, grab your asses, y'all. Uh, hell's freezing over. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're talking about something that many of us have experienced. Uh, and that's the fact that we realize there's a problem somewhere in our relationship, but we only admit it after things blow up. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. If your podcast app does not allow reviews, feel free to share a favorite episode with your fellow kinksters. You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, that's LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big shout out as always to our kinky patrons on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We see you. We love you. We thank you for your support. If you are not currently a kinky patron and you would like more of whatever this is. <laughs> uh, so an extra podcast episode, a live stream Q&A, access to a special Discord server, all of those fun things. You can join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. You can join for as little as $2 per month. And we thank you ahead of time. Thank you, thank you. Okay, before we get into uh, this week's episode, a few things, one, if you hear funky noises in the background, especially podcast listeners where you can't see anything for context, it could be Lola. She's a grunter. She's a snorty McSnorterson. She has squeaky toys. So yep. I don't know what will happen, but you might hear something. <laughs> uh, two, we are not sponsored this week, but we are sponsored this week because we're sponsoring our damn selves because you got to like big up yourself sometimes. The Kinkery, the shop, your shop, yes, kinkery.com, where shop. you make... Weapons of ass destruction and other fuckery. Dang straight. Uh, it exists. We just want you to know. Mm-hmm. We don't have any special anything going on. Uh, if you sign up for our newsletter over at the site, then you get ten percent a 10% off coupon. Um, if you are a patron through our Patreon, there is a perpetual forever coupon always available. Mm-hmm. So there is that. Um, but yeah, the kinkery. You make mm-hmm. the hitty things. Yes. We sell those hitty things. You are currently developing more hitty things. Yes, I am. That probably will not appear until after Christmas. It's just how life has gone this year. Um, but yeah, it exists. If you don't have any money to spend, um, we would love it if you'd follow us on social media. If you are there, we're at The Kinkery on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Instagram, I think, is where we're most active because I love Instagram. Yeah. Compared to those other three. And we are technically on FetLife, but you are in charge of that. So I don't know. I don't know. The Kinkery Shop, I think is what it is, right? On FetLife? You don't remember. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I was like, you don't remember, do you? Okay. I haven't been keeping up with it. I've been so busy out in the shop. I know. Making stuff I haven't. I know. Yeah. yeah. Instagram's the best. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm always there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, we are We are uh, sponsoring ourselves. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Uh, and what else? I think that is it. 
Uh, this week's topic is really hard to summarize in like five words or less. So I'm just going to like explain it and where we're coming from. <laughs> I do not know that we have any concrete advice on this. I just want to acknowledge that it happens a lot. Um, it's happened to us in our own relationship. It's happened mm -hmm. to us in previous relationships. I think it's just a thing that happens. Um, and if it's ever happened to you, either you're super fortunate or it just hasn't happened yet. Give it some time. And that is this phenomenon that when things start going, let's say wrong or start getting rough in a relationship, um, we feel that something's off. But what ends up happening is after it blows up, we look back and go, I knew something was wrong. I, I kind of knew something. I, I knew it. I kind of knew it. And I just sort of want to have a conversation about the fact that we do that, that if you're doing that, if you can think back clearly and go, oh, God, yeah, I just did that or whatever. One, you're not alone. Uh, and two, maybe just talk about is there a reason um, why we do that? I don't know. I've done it. In our, I've done it in our relationship. So this is really mm -hmm. common in breakups. People end up breaking up and then they go, I knew something was wrong. I could feel it. I could feel it. But nothing had been done or maybe you were sitting there waiting, hoping like magically it would just go away or whatever. Yeah. But we've had that happen in our relationship. Oh, yeah. We're still happy. So it happens in even healthy, happy mm -hmm. power exchange relationships. So I just, I just kind of, I don't know this will be a long conversation, but I just want to acknowledge that this is a thing that happens. It happens to many of us. Um, it happens at different times and it happens for different uh, reasons. So... Let us talk, okay. talk about it. So I made some notes to try and this isn't all of it. This isn't every reason or everything that will occur. It's just what came to mind when I thought about it. So I made notes because we're pretending to be professionals around here. Um, the one thing I always uh, notice when I end up having that feeling, that looking back and going, oh, yeah, is that I have a feeling of dread. Mm, now, yeah. I'm an anxious person with actual anxiety. I have to be careful. I can't follow every feeling of dread I have because <laughs> if I'm in a bad mental health cycle and my anxiety has spiked, I, everything makes me feel dread. Um, and I do think that there's a, a bit of um, understanding of oneself where you have to try to try to discern, is this dread because my brain is wonky? Is this mm -hmm. dread because something's going on? Um, have you ever had that feeling yes um i i i have i'm i'm not a, i i may not be the anxious person like you are <laughs> thank but, god this relationship can only handle one but, of us <laughs> but yes it it has happened to me um what i am good at though what i excel in is creating that feeling of dread oh yeah okay. i've probably done that too but yeah, yeah, yeah um i i i am the master of it and because I, I will do things like I'll be getting ready to run out the door and I'll say to her, we need to talk. We need to have a conversation later. Yeah, see, <laughs> that happens. And then I run out the door to go do my things. And it's not anything that is really. It's usually not even anything major. It's no, some small thing. It's just some small thing. Hey, we need to talk later, you know. So we do have a way of dealing with that, by the way. Yeah, and, and, and I have gotten better about that. Yes. So I, that feeling of dread um, is the first sign of the thing that needs to happen that usually does not happen, which is why you then look back in hindsight and go, I knew mm -hmm. something was off. And that is 
I think you have to talk about it. Now, talking about it can just me be acknowledging that you're feeling off. I have said to you many, many times, something doesn't feel right. Right. I don't know what it is. Something doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, and as an anxious person, I have the constant struggle of, is this my intuition? Is this my mental health? Yeah. Which one is this? Um, but the only way to kind of work through that Mm-hmm. is to say I'm feeling a way about this. Right. What's and, going and on? And I, I know for myself when I get that feeling of, of dread, uh, for me, it usually kind of goes hand in hand with that gut instinct. Yes. You, your gut is pretty good and you do, you're do. you not a naturally anxious person. No. You're usually pretty calm and cool and collected. And mm-hmm. I would say if you are that type of person – when you get that feeling of dread, that should, that's not a definite that something is awful and wrong and your relationship is now doomed. I just think it's something to acknowledge and listen to. Yeah. Uh, those of us who do have some level of anxiety, diagnosed or otherwise, um, we probably have to parse through it a little bit more. And I think what ends up happening, and I know this is true for myself, we talk ourselves out of things. We're like, oh, it's just me being anxious. Oh, it's probably nothing. It's me. It's me being, think of all the things we call ourselves silly or stupid or weird or whatever, you know, whatever. And so that might be true. That might actually be true more often than not. But I think the missing component is that when I I have learned, when I feel that sense of dread and I can't name it, that's time for a conversation. Sometimes that means the conversation is you calming me down and going, well, let's talk mm-hmm. through this. Let's look at this from a different angle. And sometimes it's you going, yeah, there's been something on my mind. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> you you waited for this moment to tell me there was something on your mind. What? What are we doing here? Um, so that that is one of the things that comes to mind when you look back and you go, oh, I knew there was something off. You know, I knew mm-hmm. this relationship wasn't going to last. I knew they were upset. I knew something was like that. That moment you say, I knew it. And you're looking back at what you knew, because if you're not looking back, that would be my first piece of advice. Look back. Where were the signs? <laughs> what were the signs? Mm-hmm. If a feeling of dread or worry or concern or fear is part of it, the next time you have that in any relationship, that would be the thing I would do is you got to name it. You got to say it out loud. And the thing is, is part of what I think stops people is fear. If you name the thing, then you have to face the thing. If you say something feels off, your partner might go, yes, something is off. And for some people, that's terrifying. I know there were times back in the day, certainly early days with you, Uh and in previous relationships, kinky or vanilla, I would rather avoid it, stick my head in the ground, not say the Mm -hmm. thing, because what if I heard something I didn't want to hear? What if my concern was validated and there is a problem here? What if I was, like all the what ifs, I can, (laughs) I play the what if game very well. I'm practically pro, okay? Um, I know that I'm safe in this relationship with mm-hmm. you. And so I don't do that anymore. Well, it, I it, just fucking say something. It took me a long time with you. Yes. Um, you refused to talk about any of your feelings for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I have to do to you um, is tell you, baby girl, use your words. Mm-hmm. And, and that was very, very tough for you. So I used to have to um, use uh, different uh, tools 
with you to get you to open up, mm -hmm. um, you know, send me an email, mm -hmm. send it in text, mm -hmm. okay? And and now that you feel comfortable, that you feel safe, yeah, I can't get you to stop. I know. So you're like, could you say, could you tell? Like, talk time to me out, less? time out, baby girl. Can we have a, a few fewer of these conversations. That'd be great. <laughs> nope, nope, because you have unleashed. I have the opened beast, the gates. Yeah, and I have things to say. Yeah, and I do so, think that's an important component, though. One, feeling safe enough to do it. Right. And two, having the tools and the different ways and, and means of doing it. But three, there's an important, important thing is having a partner who's willing to, even when they don't understand, mm -hmm. even when they're like, oh my God, is my partner a crazy person? Listening without judgment. Yeah. The thing I find that in my experience where I have held back saying necessary, important things, there's lots of reasons, but one of the big reasons is a fear of judgment. Would the other person tell me I was wrong? Mm -hmm. Would the other person even listen to me? Would the other person go, what the hell's wrong with you? Um, and I think that's, I don't know that it's fine, but it's certainly common early on in relationships. And that makes sense. You don't yet have that deep trust that you hope to one day have. Mm -hmm. If you are still having that concern and y'all been together for a while, I've got questions um, because the one thing that ought to happen, it doesn't always, but that I think ought to happen is that as you go along and the f longer you are together and the more you communicate with each other on both sides, listening and speaking, if things are where they need to be, that trust develops and becomes deeper sure. because you weather those arguments or those misunderstandings or those moments where you were trying to express something and it didn't come out quite right and your partner took it wrong and then you had to work through it. And mm -hmm. you know, all of those things that contribute to learning that, hey, I can say what's on my mind with this partner and yeah. it's okay to do it even if they don't get it, it's okay to say mm -hmm. it because that luxury, that ability is what keeps the relationship moving, either moving forward or stopping at a natural point instead of what tends to happen, especially in situations where a relationship ends, is you keep moving forward and you never say the thing that scares you because you really don't wanna know the answer because you're pretty sure you know what the answer is. And sometimes you're wrong, yeah. by the way. And then it gets past a point of no return where maybe it was salvageable, maybe it was an easy fix, maybe, it, the relationship wasn't meant to move forward, but it could have ended sooner on better terms with a lot less hurt feelings. And all of that is missed opportunities yeah. because we won't say the thing that's on our mind for mm -hmm. whatever reason. Well, I, I know for me, one of the things that was very hard for me to bring up to you in the beginning was because of fear of judgment. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, you know, it was very, it, it took me a long time to open up about my sexuality in public mm -hmm. um, with her. I, I did so very early on because at the time we met, before we even developed a relationship, I was in kind of a, a casual relationship with two men. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. If I wish that had worked out for you. I know, but, you know, it... Things happen the way they're, supposed, happen, they're you know, supposed to happen. Like, yeah. And because of past judgments, it was very difficult for me to bring that up. So that ha had a, a definite 
feeling of dread mm -hmm. in me. And yet at the same time, I knew I had to tell you because if you weren't accepting of it. Better to know now. Better to know now than, <laughs> yeah. And I know it's difficult when you're in the moment, but that has become my thinking o over a lot of things. Um, it's like, I'm gonna tell you up front if I'm trying to date you, which I'm not because I don't know how to do that. I'm hopeless. <laughs> um, I'm fucking kinky and I'm submissive. I'm not gonna worry. I mean, I might worry about judgment because nobody really wants to be judged, but I'm gonna tell you that up front because I'm not wasting our time, mm -hmm. right? Now, granted, we, you and I had been together for a little bit before you told me that, but it was, it's sort of like you're, the fact that, you know, we practice ethical non-monogamy. That is an inherent part of who you are. Yeah. That is one of those deep-seated needs for you to function at your highest and best level. And you waited a while to tell, to talk to me about it. We'd been in a relationship for a while, but it was still, yeah, it was still early enough days that. I mean, it was early to... enough. We had not even met yet. We were still talking no, online. No, no. Are you sure? I think you had told me you were interested, but you didn't. We'd, we'd been together for several months. Okay. I didn't think yeah. we had met yet at that point. No, no. We'd been together several months at that point. But it was still early enough days yeah. that, yes, a breakup would be painful. God knows. But, you know. Again, I'm coming at this from a very safe and secure place. It is much easier to say from my position now, but I, I want you to know straight up front because mm -hmm. let's let's figure out if this is a deal breaker or not. Now, the reality is, is that if you had told me that on day one, I might've been like, what? Because I wasn't as comfortable in my open relationship feelings as I mm -hmm. am now. Um, so maybe that's that's why you held off a little bit. Like it wasn't the first conversation we had, but we'd been together a bit. We were in our feelings at that okay. point. And it might, maybe that's what and it I, was as we started yeah. developing feelings. Then I was like, oh, this needs to be. And what's, um, what's nice about that is what that allowed me to do was to feel comfortable with you. So you telling me that kind of stuff, I didn't, from a personal perspective, mm -hmm. your mileage will vary. Um, I didn't feel um, threatened by that. I wasn't no. like, oh, well, I'm not sure how I would feel about this. Whereas on day one, I might've been, I might've been like, wait, what? what's this about? So there is an element of timing when you talk about the thing you dread yeah. or you reveal a piece of yourself to somebody. Um, but I think that the, the not saying anything at all, yeah. it's not helping. No, it's just, no. As scary as it may feel, as long as you're not putting yourself in actual danger or harm's way, like just say the thing, mm -hmm. say it and let the chips fall where they may. And then if that person's willing to talk to you about it, then you talk about it. Um, let's see, I had other notes. Okay. Here's here's the other one, trying to fix things. So mm. I've done this, you've done this. Everybody I know has done this. So you're in a relationship, you're like, mm, something's not right. You've already had that feeling. You've got the feeling of dread. You can feel something coming, it's not good. You haven't had a conversation, you haven't named it, but what you've tried to do is to fix it. Now, fixing it can be a lot of things. Fixing it can be changing yourself. Oh, I need to change my expectations. I need to change how I do things. I need to reconfigure my entire life so that 
I make life as easy as possible mm-hmm. so that I'm not a problem. If I, if I have called you out accidentally, I'm sorry. I was talking about myself, okay? <laughs> um, but we run around trying to fix a problem that we haven't named, we haven't talked yeah. about, we're not actively working well, on with a partner. You know, being being a fixer can be a cursing right. and a bless. And, and we and have... And, Go ahead. And, and we have talked about that. We have done an entire yeah. episode on that. So, you know, and, and the thing is, while sometimes being a fixer can be problematic, there are times when it is good to be a fixer. But in order to fix something, fix it correctly, you have to know what the problem is. Mm-hmm. And if you did all of that quote, let's put air quotes around the word mm-hmm. fixing, and then the relationship ended anyway. Did you actually fix anything or did you make yourself a hot mess mm-hmm. until the relationship ended? Yeah. Would the relationship have ended a, a quicker, maybe less messy, maybe less painful death if instead of trying to fix a problem you had not acknowledged to the other person? And again, let me say fixing is a lot of things. I, most of the things I see where people are fixing something and they're not mm-hmm. actively communicating about it, they try to twist themselves into knots to be what they think their partner needs them to be yeah. to make this awful feeling of dread go away and the relationship can move forward. And all I can say is that is in, that was never going to be sustainable. If you can't be your full self to, it, to the extent you want to be your full self with a partner and you have to twist and turn and adjust every step of the way without talking about it, without letting a partner know you're doing it, without admitting your fears, that's not working in the long term. Nobody's mm-hmm. finding happiness there. Um, sometimes we do it because a partner is toxic and we have to keep ourselves safe. And I, I yeah. get that. Sometimes we do it because we have not given our partner the courtesy of even <laughs> knowing that there's something going on with us and we think there's a problem. Sometimes there's a problem and sometimes it's a bad tape that is biting you in the ass and is coming back to haunt you because you had this experience with a previous partner and something that has been said or done or some moment feels similar and you are now reacting as if you were in that old relationship with this new relationship. Your current partner, clueless, doesn't Mm -hmm. know what's happening. You are in turmoil. They don't know. You are twisting yourself into knots. They don't know Mm -hmm. because we're back to the very first thing. You're feeling some kind of way and you hadn't said anything yet. Right. And, you know, wanting to fix it is commendable. Sure. If there's actually a problem to, to fix. fix. And and that's why before you, you slip into fixing mode, you have to sit down and have that conversation. First, find out if there really is a problem. Right. Two, some things, hate to say it, just really aren't worth fixing. Some relationships aren't meant to be. I don't yeah. care how much you want it. I don't care how much, right. you know, you're both like into it. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just not meant to last for the long term. It might be good for right now, but when you try to drag it out and fix it and live with that dread, it's not good in that moment anymore. Mm-hmm. Who's having a good time? You don't seem to be. So yeah, not every relationship is meant to last no. for forever. No. You know, and, and, and then when, you know, after having the conversation, you determine there is a problem, then... Two heads, sometimes more, are better than one. (laughs) Sometimes. And you can come up with a better solution to fix it than even you had thought of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially, and I this used to happen to me a lot. It still sometimes does. (laughs) I will feel that sense of dread, go into my anxious brain, 
cook up what the problem must be, start trying to fix the problem, haven't said anything. Get myself all into a tizzy over what is wrong with the state of the relationship. Mm -hmm. Finally talk about it. Come to find out my very first impression, that thing that made me feel any kind of dread was not the thing. I misinterpreted it. I didn't have all the details. Mm -hmm. It was a temporary moment that I've turned into what I thought was a permanent thing that now had, had to be fixed. Like, I'll take it down a rabbit hole of anxiety <laughs> and trying to fix something that's not a problem. Mm -hmm. And it can actually mm -hmm. be a little jarring to hear, uh, no, I wasn't, I stopped being angry at you like a week ago. What are you doing? You know, because your reality is then momentarily upended because you've been functioning with this certainty that this thing was a problem or this thing needed to be addressed. And when you finally talk about it, it's like, oh, did I make up? all of that in my head. Oh, okay. That's, that's embarrassing. That's unfortunate. That's time I won't get back. Uh, <laughs> I mean, quite frankly, that's the, the real one. That is time you will not get back. So because many of us look back at a failed relationship or an argument in a current relationship and hindsight's 2020, you know, we were supposed to get to have that joke this year. We were supposed to get to celebrate that this year is 2020. We don't get that, but we can no. still use the phrase that hindsight is 2020. Because uh, what are we going to look back on when we look back on 2020 and see that we can't see now, right? Um, <laughs> what the, instead of sort of torturing yourself with all the things you could have done or should have done, but you didn't do, or the things you didn't do that, whatever, um, or that, yeah, my words got crossed there. The things you did do that you shouldn't have done, that's what I meant to say. Um they become lessons learned for the future, you know? So I learned, let me go way back, way back vanilla machine. Mm -hmm. The first time I had a long-term relationship where I had that sense of dread that something wasn't right and then I didn't say anything, I didn't say anything and then I ended up married and I was like, how did I get here? And I became what, a Pink Floyd song? <laughs> Who are these beautiful children? Who's <laughs> this lovely wife? Yeah, that was me. Um, I learned from that. That was talking heads. Talking heads, thank you. Same as it ever was. Uh, I learned from that moment to never ignore that feeling of dread again. I can't undo what happened. I wouldn't undo most of what happened. Those are lessons learned. I'm the person I am today because of that shit. But I won't ignore that feeling again in the future. So when you do have that hindsight and you do see those lessons learned and you do look back and you go, oh my God, I totally should have done something different. You can't fix that. You can't redo that. We don't get to redo it. We know no repeats here. All you can do is say, okay, going forward, will I do anything different? Can I take a lesson from this? Is there something I know now that I didn't know then? How does that inform my decision-making? That might be in how you choose a partner. That might be in how you communicate your concerns. That might be how you manage your expectations for what this relationship is gonna be. Like there's all kinds of things mm -hmm, that you can learn from mm -hmm. and take with you into the future and attempt to maybe get it right the next time. Y'all won't always. I still fuck it up. I know I can say whatever I need to say to John Brownstone. And there are still times I say not a fucking thing because old patterns and habits are hard, hard to break, okay? <laughs> but I, you know, I, I figured out a little bit quicker each time. Mm. We get through it a little bit better. Yes. Um, you have learned how to better communicate with me. And yet, uh, case in point from last week's uh, moment where you <laughs> gave me a panic attack by needing help, but you gave me no yeah, context. Well, it's yeah. fine, it's fine, I'm not a, 
I'm not yeah. still uh, shaken by that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we've been together how long? My anxiety has been a topic of conversation for how long? And mm-hmm. you still learn lessons. Yeah. The thing about the fact that we are even having this conversation, because so many people will say something like, yeah, I knew there was something wrong with the relationship. I knew there was a problem or I knew it was ending. And I, you know, I thought yeah. I could just talk my way through it or there was something else I could do or I could fix something. Though That is us processing the lessons we learned. The yeah. real thing is, okay, what do you do now? What do you do with that information now that you have it? I'm not going to recommend ignoring it. <laughs> I'm not going to mm-hmm. recommend tossing it to the wind because this next partner seems inherently different than the last one. <laughs> Even if that person isn't completely different, total opposite of your former partner, that's there's still information to be gleaned from what you just went through. Not Maybe not with the partner because they are a unique individual with their own shit, but how you handle things. How can you be a better partner? How can you be a better communicator? Hell, how can you be a better dominant or submissive? What did you do wrong too? Because in 99% of situations, if a relationship fails badly and not just because you kind of go, yeah, this isn't working for me anymore. Mm -hmm. When it like crashes and burns, there's two sides to that. That takes more than two people to do that to a relationship. So what can you learn? What can you do better? How can you improve yourself this is about improving somebody else. How can you improve yourself from all that stuff that now you're sitting here going, oh, I knew it. I just knew it. I knew this was coming. I felt it. Okay. Well, what now? Yeah. And even from the other side of that coin, you you, you need to, to learn. I mean, like the lessons that, that I've had to learn. Um, you know, I, I can't just say, especially someone who has uh any kind of anxiety um you know oh we need to have a talk later Mm -hmm. you know um no i i i have been learning you know um look later i want to sit down and have a talk with you about such and such Mm -hmm. okay don't have time right now but you know later on we can sit down and and hash it out Mm -hmm. and Go ahead. I was gonna say, and one of the other lessons I think you've learned is that if if what we need to talk about is our relationship, I don't get a lot of, I, I get time to know it's coming, but mm-hmm. you don't make me wait days. It's not like you're like, okay, no. on Friday <laughs> yeah. at, at nine o'clock at night, I would like to sit and talk about the state of our relationship because there's a problem. If you tell me that on a Monday, I'm done for the week. I'm a basket case. But if you tell me at seven on Friday that at nine on Friday you want to talk about that's enough lead time for me to gather my thoughts but not so much that I get extra anxious (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah there's that's the hard part about this conversation we can tell you what lessons we've learned but they are completely personal to my needs right it's what what did you see coming that you're looking back on now and going oh yeah I knew that was coming what did you see coming? What didn't you do that you could have done? Was there something you were afraid to do? Was there something you didn't, you wanted to believe that it could work itself out? Do you still believe that in another situation it could work itself out? Sometimes, yeah. this has been my hardest lesson and yours too, because as we've said before, we're fixers. Sometimes there is no doing something to make it better. Um, there is... <laughs> 
only um, letting things play out. That has been my hardest lesson to learn is that sometimes I don't need to jump on a problem and fix something. I might communicate a sense of something doesn't feel right, yeah. but there's no like five steps I need to to follow to fix this, air quotes around that, right? I just need to let it play out. So sometimes what you do is you look back at hindsight and go, I don't think there's anything I could have done. It just had to play out like this. Yeah. Or maybe I could have like, the one thing I could have done was cut off this planet out a little earlier. I mean, like I saw the writing on the wall, but I just waited until it died. It's sad little gasping death over there. You know? I have, oh, I have done that in order to not break up with somebody. Oh, I'll just let it wither and not like be a total like awful human being who goes, I don't, you know, I don't ghost anybody. Have I mm, probably 20 years ago? I probably did ghost somebody before we called it that. Um, but I'm not, I won't work at it if they're not working at it and I'm not working at it and I can see it withering. Sometimes I'm like, you know, that is the, the, uh, that's better. That's the, the path of least resistance. That was the one I wanted. That's the path of least resistance. We'll just let that die over there. And one of us will finally admit it to the other and won't be me because I will be ignoring it. Um, I, I do have that tendency too, but you know what? Sometimes things just need to die in a natural death, you know, <laughs> just, just let them. But that, that's the thing when you're, when you're saying to yourself at the, at the end of an argument with a partner you're still with at the end of a, a relationship that didn't work out, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And you're saying, I saw that coming. I knew that was coming. When you're in a space where you can handle looking back on it, cause it's not always right then that's the follow up to go. Okay. But. Was there anything I could have done differently? Was there anything I would have done differently if I had been positive that this was the outcome? How does that, how will that inform the decisions I make in the future? Yeah. And, and somebody brought up in the live chat about how about not saying anything about wanting to talk until you're ready to sit down and talk. <laughs> and you know what? In, in it, its simplest breakdown, that's, that's, that's it. That, that's pretty, that's it. But, hi, I'd like you to meet <laughs> Kayla Lords. Um, she's my, my baby girl. Uh, brilliant, brilliant woman. Sweet as hell. But she will fill up every minute of every day. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't tell yeah. me you need time to talk, you're not going to get my right. time to talk. Also, though, here's the thing I've noticed. I know when something's not right between us. I was having mm -hmm. that feeling just a couple days ago. I was ready to like say, well, I think we need to have a conversation. <laughs> and I can walk around knowing something doesn't feel right and then wait for the, you know, three days later, I might have five minutes to talk. Mm -hmm. Or I can go, you know what? I'm going to make this a priority. Even if I can't talk right now, I'm going to set my intentions. I'm going to say, we have to, there's, I need to talk to you. Something doesn't feel right. I think we feel off. I don't have time to talk right now and you don't either because I'm, you know, an observant human being. I can tell when he doesn't have time mm -hmm. to talk. When can we talk? Yeah. Because sometimes setting that intention, letting your partner know there's something big enough on your mind that you're willing to schedule that time to talk or set that time to talk gets them maybe not on the same page as you, but helps them recognize that this isn't just like some random thing you're going to throw out. Also, I want to know that I've got your focus and I've got your attention. And if I say, mm -hmm. hey, uh, we just did these five things and I'm catching you right now. Do you have time to talk? Which is another alternative you can right. ask. 
But if I'm like, I'm ready to talk right now and I didn't tell you I was ready to talk to you, am I gonna get your full focus and attention? Are you gonna have time? Are you gonna be in the mindset to hear me on something important? I can't know that. So anxious human planner that I am, I'm, that's how I'm gonna handle it. You, God knows you can handle it any way you wanna mm-hmm. handle it. Um, but I do think that there's something valuable in creating intention around a conversation that is about something that's on your mind, weighing heavily on you, something that doesn't feel right, something that you're sensing that is wrong. That is where a lot of our uh, conversations start as one of us senses Something's not right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's you. But something's not right. Can we talk about it? And so there's, yeah. there's a, a, a trembling in the force kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, did, I felt it the other day. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we started watching Netflix and we got busy. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> because that's, and that is the other thing that you can be in a quiet moment with yourself super clear that there's something that you want to, that you need to talk to your partner about something that doesn't feel right. Something that Mm -hmm. you're barreling towards something that might not end well. And yet life gets busy. It's easy to kind of push it to the side because maybe we don't want to have to face it. Maybe we want to pretend it's not as bad as we think it is. Maybe we're terrified to know what the answer will be when we say something to a partner and we're like, you know what? I would rather binge watch The Good Place on Netflix. Thank you very much. (laughs) That may or may not be a real life example from this past (laughs) week. (laughs) Um, And it is very easy to let other things, whether it's the mindless things where we don't have to think about anything that's bothering us or it's the busyness of life. You know, kids, work, school, like whatever we've got going on, it's very easy to let those things Mm -hmm. interfere. Um, and to take precedent and, and sometimes they need to, but not always. So, (sighs) okay. Um, okay. I Mm. think I went through all my notes. I didn't think we had a lot to say about this. Yeah, no. Um, I think it's more about acknowledging that it happens to many of us. Right. Um, there's no perfect solution to it. Um, sometimes it's unavoidable. The thing is going to blow up in your face or the relationship's going to end or the argument's going to be had with your partner or whatever. And so all you can mm-hmm. do is think about what you learned, look back on it and see how that helps you. I mean, the, the thing is, you know, when, when you get that feeling of dread, when you have that, that, that gut instinct, um, you know, it's, it's easy to let it snowball and get out of control in your head. Oh God. Yeah. And you know, you, you need to have the conversation. You need to talk. You need to get it out. You know, otherwise it, it, it's going to consume you. It, it can consume you. And, you know, one of two things are going to happen. You're either going to find out there was a kernel of truth to it or there wasn't, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, you, you, you just got to do it. It's, well, it's the messiness of life. Yeah. You know, you know. You're, part of having a happy, healthy power exchange relationship or any relationship in life is having messy conversations sometimes. Mm-hmm. Having half-formed thoughts and not knowing why why you feel the way you feel, but something is making you feel that way. 
and just discussing it with your partner. And they may be able to offer clarity. They may, their reaction might determine everything. If I said to you, something doesn't feel right between us. I'm not sure what it is. And I'm feeling, I'm, I'm feeling disconnected. That's usually what mm-hmm. I say is I'm feeling disconnected and I'm, I'm feeling uneasy. And you don't seem to be acting in a way that I'm used to. Is there something going on? And I can report this as how, how I handle it. So it's why I would, I would mm. put it out there. Uh, their reaction tells you a lot more than you realize. When yeah. you try to deflect. Oh, yeah. I can always tell when there's something on your mind you don't want to talk about. Because what do you do? You puff up like a fanny rooster you're like <laughs> you get loud you get like i don't know what you're talking about no no, then, no 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 yes oh my god i'm like and i'm watching right that's I'm like, not it at all <laughs> that is an outsized reaction for what i just said yeah so uh, sometimes mm-hmm. your partner's reaction will tell you well you everything you, you need to know you, after, after these years you know my tell oh god yeah yeah. I know there's something on your mind before mm-hmm. you know there's something on That's your mind. That's true. Which is uh, terrifying for both of us and also very <laughs> frustrating because <laughs> I have said, I've learned to wait because I used to jump on it. I used to be like, I'm I'm feeling, we're not we're not on the same track and I don't know what's going on and something's on your mind and you're like, I don't, what the fuck are you talking about? Next thing you know, we're like fussing at one another. Two days later, he's like, so. By the way. There's something on my mind. <laughs> yeah. So I've just learned to wait a little bit. I like, I'll just sit back and go, okay, I'll mm-hmm. wait till he acknowledges there's something on his mind and then we can have this conversation. Mm-hmm. But again, that's a moment of looking back where we had an unnecessary argument and me going, oh, I knew that wasn't going to end well. I should not have spoken up in that moment at that time, at that way. And so the next time or maybe five times after that, I finally get the lesson of just sit back and wait, you know? Mm. So... There's no solutions. It's just Mm-mm. a thing I, I think that so many people say, but we never seem to really dissect what it is we're saying when we say that. I think it's something you need to to work at. It's a lot of trial and error to, you know, I mean, I mean it's something you need to work at, but, you know, there there's no concrete way to do it. And you, you just have to keep trying till you find what works for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And... Whether it ends well and you resolve the issue and the relationship moves on or you end the relationship amicably or it doesn't end well, um, there's lessons to be learned from all of it that you can hopefully help inform what you do in the future with a current that current partner or that same partner or with a, a different partner. Um, yeah, it's the messy bit. Mm-hmm. There's no like I can't give you a checklist. No, <laughs> I can't. No. I can't give you standardized reasons for why this happens. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But I do think that when you find yourself going, I knew, I knew it, I knew it, I felt that coming, I knew it. Take a few minutes, look mm-hmm. back. What did you know? What What didn't you do? What did you do? What could you have done? Yeah. What will you do next? What will you do next time? Mm-hmm. And that's sort of. All I hmm. have to say about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will do a so bonus we, section. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So yeah. Are we good? Yeah. We're yeah. good. Yeah. We're good. I don't know. I don't decide that. Mm. All right. I mean, you said nice things about me, so I'm very good right now. All right. <laughs> you ready, baby girl? I don't know. All right. Keep, Keep it, it kinky, kinky, y'all. And we'll see you next week. 
daddy. Yes, baby girl. Can I talk to the crickets, please? No. No. More, are you going to talk to the crickets? Or are you just going to leave the crickets out there hanging, just waiting? Just like, is she going to get permission this week or not? <laughs> Why are you still talking when I said no? Because <laughs> I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to the crickets. <laughs> you didn't say I had to stop talking. You just said I couldn't uh, talk to the crickets. Well, no. I, You know, a few times I've been checking my phone mm -hmm. because I thought I heard it vibrate on the desk, you know, because when we record, I have my phone silenced. And I thought the phone, you know, I thought I heard what was the phone vibrating on the table. And after a couple times, I realized it's not the phone. The dog is sleeping and she's snoring. Yes, and it does sound like a, <laughs> like a buzzing. Yes. <laughs> Goofy dog. So... <laughs> Talk to the yes, crickets. Yes, you may, girl. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. you may. Okay. Go ahead, baby girl. Okay. <laughs> um, our emoji of the week. I didn't do an emoji of the week last week. God, last mm. week was so filled with so much information. Yeah. And they don't make a sex toy emoji, although they should. Um, our emoji of the week is um, whatever emoji you like or you use, pick, that is uh, your worried face. Mm. Trying to... Uh, find mine in my emojis. Hmm. Oh, mine is, I do two. One is the emoji with its oh, eyes yeah. wide open, mm -hmm. like and bulging the, eyes. And then the and other the one. Lips. And the other, yeah. And the other one I do is the one where it's crying. Mm. <laughs> but there's no tears. It's just sort of that whiny look. Yep, yep. Yeah, I might try to see if I can find it. Um, so, yeah, that's because this whole conversation ends up being about worrying. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it all comes down to worrying, doesn't it always? Um, so, let's see. I've used that one a few times. Oh, yeah. No, not that, not the, that one. The one. That one. That one, yeah. That one. There's also, if you're in the mm -hmm. live stream chat, you can see the ones that we're mm -hmm. picking. But, God, uh, YouTube's uh, emojis suck. Um, <laughs> so that's our emoji of the week. Yeah. Um, a reminder that the postcard project is going on. If you are watching on YouTube, you can see some of the cards that we have received. I meant I need to pull them down. It's okay. I've been sending out postcards. Postcard <laughs> project is uh, US only. Sorry about that because I have postcard postage that was a mistake. I shouldn't have purchased it the way I did. So mistakes were made. Mm -hmm. The benefit is that I need to use up this postage. Um, and so I had postcards made that says, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything is fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and so when somebody in the U.S. sends us a postcard, a letter, a Hallmark card, a whatever, you don't have to like do anything special, um, with their return address, I send out a family-friendly uh, mm -hmm. postcard that says, mistakes were made. <laughs> but at least you got this postcard. Um, and so we're going to refill our backdrop board behind my head mm -hmm. with the postcards and the letters and the bloody blahs that come through. So um, there's that. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're just... We had a, um, a good Thanksgiving. 
We did. I did not take as much time off as I intended, but neither that's of us okay. did. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. We had a yeah. good Thanksgiving. We mm-hmm. ate way too much food. Yep. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. The kids were good. They were home. That was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we're back to normal, just like waiting mm-hmm. on all of our uh, online shopping orders to come in. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, we, that's how we did our holiday shopping. Anyway, I prefer, since online shopping has been a thing, I have preferred to do Black Friday shopping and stuff like that online. Mm-hmm. Um, but in past years, I would at least go to stores for like small things. And, yeah. Yeah, we're doing not it even all doing, online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We have not decorated for Christmas yet because we're still waiting on our Christmas tree. Hopefully tomorrow we should have our tree. And um, I was thinking maybe this evening we could start getting down, getting the stuff down from the attic at oh. least. Because there's some stuff we can put up. I oh, mean, sure. We can put the, the stockings by the fireplace. We and can put our wreath up. Our, our wreath up and, you know, different things like that that we can mm-hmm. still do that need to be done. Mm-hmm. So. We did get a mini tree for the office. We need to mm-hmm. decorate that. Yeah. Um, it, it lights up and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're just, we still haven't decorated. We are also, one of the things we purchased uh, that hopefully we'll arrive when the tree is ready to be picked up from the store is um, we're going to do one of those outdoor projector light things for Christmas lights mm-hmm. instead of trying to hang any lights. Ooh, no, no, <laughs> we're not hanging lights. Um, so yeah, we still have to do that. Jennifer, we, we were really seriously considering a, a live tree this year. And uh, then we came across some things about how real trees uh, are not really good for, with with the pets, especially the cat, cat and the dog, yeah, especially the cat. cats. So um, we we went ahead and and pulled the trigger and got a a uh, artificial tree, a nice one. We've we've always ha- we prior to last year we'd always had them, but they'd always been like the cheap ones that only last a couple years before mm-hmm. they're like tilted to the side. Yeah, uh, we we went with a little better tree this year, and we were lucky we got it. What was like a forty percent. Yeah, yeah, forty percent sale. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we're hoping that, that the tree will last us long enough to more than pay for itself. Yeah. Um, that would be nice. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're, we're good to go with that. Uh, Kayla and I both talked for this holiday season. Um, there really isn't anything either of us want, so we're not going to exchange We'll do big gifts. I mean, we'll, we'll do stocking stuffers and yeah. little things like that. Um, you know, with getting the cat and and now the dog, that's that's kind of a, a gift. And then we got a bunch of business stuff yeah. for Black Friday because the sales are too good to pass up. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like, and as we come across something that one of us might want, we're like, can we do it? If we can't, we just wait. And if we yeah. can, we go. Well, why are we waiting mm-hmm. to pretend to wrap it up in mm-hmm. paper and hand it to the other one? We'll just get it now. Yeah. So. Um, and, and Missy asked about how the cat and dog are getting along. Um, they are. They are doing okay. Yeah. Um, they're they're slowly getting used to each other. I mean, uh, Lola wants so badly to be friends with Onyx. <laughs> Last um, night we're sitting on the couch. Lola's basically in my lap and she's looking off to the bedroom because she can see in it and she's mm-hmm. just staring. And I just looked at her and went, I know Lola. I want her to love me too. <laughs> <laughs> we just both yeah. have to wait. <laughs> but, um, you know, there there are times 
we still put the the baby gate up on our bedroom. Um, what I did is I, I raise it high enough off the floor so the cat can can yeah, duck under. Yeah, she won't jump over it. She no. could. She's she, a total she, jumper. She's more she than won't. capable of doing it. I've, I've seen some of the leaps she takes, and she could, but she won't. She will, however, go under it if I, I raise it up high enough. Um, now, Lola will go sit by... Um, the baby gate? The, the baby gate, and, you know, then... In the beginning, just had the bedroom door cracked. Mm -hmm. Now keep the bedroom door wide open, and Lola will go sit by the gate and look in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Now in the beginning, Onyx would poof vanish like a like a, a mist. Now she sits out. Um, I have seen them at this point. They have come within. Onyx will ha have come within two feet of. Oh, wow. Lola. I hadn't gotten to see that yet. Yeah. Okay. Um, in, in the beginning, now, Onyx has never really hissed at the dog. Mm -hmm. um, she did get, she did do the cat thing where she poofed out. <laughs> 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 Made herself look twice the size that she is. Um, she no longer does that. Um, she is very calm about it. Uh, what what I thought was, was really a step in the right direction um, if you know anything about cat body language, um, when Lola is by the gate, um, Onyx will sit for a cat with a very, uh, relaxed thing with her, with her paws tucked. Yeah. She's not around, about to spring out. She, she's she doesn't have them out front like she's about, you know, to, to spring away. So, so she does have a very relaxed, um, now at night we do put the dog in her in her pen and she's closed in there, and cat freely wanders the house. Um, but what I have noticed is now during the day, Onyx is wandering out more and more, and is darting back to the bedroom less and less. I know I don't want to rush it, let it happen naturally, so they're both comfortable. But oh, I'm ready for that baby gate to come down because mm -hmm. we climb over it to get into our bedroom. And it's like when you really got to pee, what you're trying not to do is like spread anything wide. Yeah. You're clenching. And I'm like, oh, I've got a pole vault into my bedroom to get to the bathroom. Okay, this is fine. I don't mm -hmm. mind. It's fine. I have a few times I've used the boys' bathroom now to avoid climbing a gate, but that's a whole other scary adventure. Yeah, I'm not, using, I'm not using their bathroom. <laughs> no, no, I'm not using teenage boys bathroom mm -mm. no it's not happening mm -mm. so yeah they're good so they're they're doing good mm -hmm. lola's just snoozing away right mm -hmm. now her mid-afternoon nap yeah lucky girl she's uh she's funny she's she's kind of uh we we have seen she's you know kind of uh moderate with her energy she's not real active she's she's kind of chill thank god thank god but um, we, we did have a situation where she started ex exhibiting uh, extreme zoomies in the office. Yeah, and there were several people, like several of us are in here. Right. Both, I think both right. the boys are in here with us. There's not enough space for all those zoomies. <laughs> I mean, she was throwing her toy into the air, and, and leaping, leaping catching it. it. And when she would leap up, she would um, turn like in the air. Flip in the air, yeah. And so she was facing other directions, and like she was banging into everything. Yeah. And I was like, oh my so, god! So, 
So what uh, I ended up doing was took her outside and got her to run off some of that oh my excess God. energy. And it sounded like a galloping horse in the backyard. She, she ran so hard. She would. She ran a, across the yard, turned around, and came. And she was charging at me. <laughs> she would come charging up at me, and then within three, four to three feet, she would just like stop, and she'd look at me, and she'd shake herself, and then she'd run back off the other direction again. <laughs> so. And then, and then she started doing her laps. She, That's where I heard her. I could hear her she, doing laps. She um, does laps around the, the yard, around mm-hmm. the fence line. Mm-hmm. And uh, that got her to work off some of that <laughs> excess energy. <laughs> yeah, so we, we have learned, oh, oh, you're, you're, a little, you're a little energized. Let's go outside. Let's yep, run that off. Because yep, yep, yep. you're way too big to be doing that in this house. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's. She's a good girl, though. Yeah, she is. She's a sweet girl. She, she thinks she's a lap dog, but we expected that. Right, and, uh, right. We're getting used to that. I've, I've learned if I go into the bedroom to take a nap, I am joined by the cat. If I lay on the love seat to read or take a nap, I am joined by the dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not me. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Nobody, yeah. nobody lays on me. It's, it's fine. Actually, you know what's sad? If it happened all the time, I would be annoyed by it. And because it doesn't happen at all, mm-hmm. I'm envious. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so, yeah, that's that's our life right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, we are just chugging along. Um, I'm sure there's a million things that I wanted to say or tell you about that I have forgotten. And so I will mm-hmm. save it for the next time when mm-hmm. I remember. Um but yeah, that's that's it for us, I think, this mm-hmm. week. Wow, this might be the shortest one we've done in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got, I think, two weeks left before we go on our um, break for two weeks. The week of Christmas, the week of New Year's, yeah. we always take off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we'll have our live, sh- our, uh, these are, this is a live stream, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, we'll have our Friday night hangouts um, up until that break begins. So you can catch us there. And of course the podcast comes out on Mm -hmm. Friday. Hi podcast listeners. Um, So yeah, we're, we're still Mm -hmm. around. And and Aria, you know, um, dog parks, there are several dog parks around here. Uh, We were actually cautioned by the rescue um, because of her, her breed. um, And the um, stigma, stigma that goes with them to avoid Dog parks. Our dog park, uh, the one that's right up the road from us, might be okay because we saw a damn Rottweiler in there. Yeah. And nobody was flinching. So Mm-mm. maybe it's yeah. timing. So we'll it see. might be, yeah. We'll see. You know. But uh, anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that is uh, that is us for this week. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you all for joining, for listening, for watching, for being here, for participating, for whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Even if we're just background noise. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and we will see. See you the next time we are uh, doing a thing on the internet somewhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.